John in Character presents Dork Tales Storytelling with a Geekish Twist Rumble Tailspin by Amy Thompson Hello there! Salutations! Yes, Reg and I are back with you to share another of our favorite stories. Yes, we've returned to tell another tumultuous and turbulent tale. Right. Now, Reg, you're not going to poke holes in everything I say again, are you? Why, Jonathan, I cannot promise that. You see, I am a hedgehog. Poking holes is what I do. Okay, but it's in my nature. I can feel it in my quills. It is my modus operandi. I must always... Reg! Can I continue with the story? Of course. Okay, this is the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Excuse me, what? What? What is the fellow's name? Rumpelstiltskin. That's preposterous. That's his name. <laughs> what kind of ludicrous name is Rump? Well, Stilskin, you, you do know what Rump means, don't you? Reg. Rump means buttocks. <laughs> Are you finished? <laughs> wait, 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 one moment. <laughs> okay, I'm finished. Great. Let's just get on with the story, shall we? We shall. There once was a miller who liked to tell tall tales. Just one second. What's a miller? I'm a miller. I grind grain in my mill to make flour. Well, that's what you do for a living, but this story actually involves your beautiful daughter. Yeah, well, she is beautiful, but she's also smart and creative and very funny. You're right. Not sure why the original story never mentioned those important qualities. Uh, continuing. One day, the miller was out and about. About what? I was out. And... I milled about! <laughs> and who did you see? Well, I came across the king and I told him a tale. That's right, a tall tale. The miller sugarcoated the truth and baked up some malarkey. He told the king that his daughter could spin straw into gold. So, of course, the king was impressed. Spinning straw into gold? Ho, ho, ho! Now that's delightful. Uh, bring her to my palace tomorrow. I must put her to the test. So the next day, the miller and his daughter headed to the palace, and the daughter... Yeah, she has a name. Yes, that would make sense. But you don't even have a name. I do. The miller... I'm called Humbert. Would you like me to call you uh, Humbert from now on? Nah, Miller's fine. But my daughter's name was Daphne. All right. My apologies to Daphne. So Daphne and the Miller were at the castle, and a guard led Daphne into a huge round room. It was floor to ceiling filled with bales of hay, and in the middle of the room was a spinning wheel. And the king said, Get to work, Daphne, and if by tomorrow you haven't spun this straw into gold, the punishment will be death. 
Excuse me, just a moment. What is it now, Reg? Don't you think that's a little... extreme? Well, yes, but kings didn't have much to worry about back then. They could throw fits over the slightest disturbance. A tapestry askew, a pastry too jammy, lying about turning straw into gold, whatever it was. It was, off with their heads! So, needless to say, once he shut and locked the doors to the room, and Daphne could hear the king yelling about old pecans in his scone, she burst into tears. Oh my goodness, how will I ever do this? Daphne had never spun straw into anything. She didn't know where to start. As she buried her head in her hands, Daphne heard a creak. As the large doors to the straw-filled room opened a crack, to her surprise, a small man in a pointy hat and pointy shoes with a long pointy beard came through. Ooh, a lawn gnome! No, not a lawn gnome, though I have to admit he is described similarly. Anyway, the tiny man entered the room, took off his pointed hat, and headed toward Daphne. Good evening, Miller's daughter. Why are you crying so, dearie? You'll get the straw all wet. <laughs> oh, I have to spin all the straw to gold by tomorrow. I don't know how to do it, and the king will kill me if I don't. The little man took big steps around the room, looking the bales of hay up and down, and stroking his beard. Hmm, what will you give me if I do this for you, dearie? Give you? It must be something special to you. Why, well, I, I guess I've got my necklace. My mother gave it to me. As soon as the words left her lips, the little man snatched her necklace. It was immediately out of sight. He shooed her from the spinning wheel, took her seat in front, and began to spin the straw. And the first reel was full. Daphne saw it herself. The man had spun a golden thread from pure straw. Hmm, I can't really put a hedgehog paw on why... But I've got to meet this man. Yeah, so Daphne was delighted. Oh, I'm so delighted. She settled into a bale of straw in the corner and let the little man work. He spun the wheel, and each time the reel ended up full of pure gold thread. By the time Daphne awoke, the little man had vanished, and the reels were completely full of gold thread. The king was delighted. My stars! The lying Miller was right! Hey, I'm no liar! Sorry, Miller, it's what the king said. You weren't told Daphne's name, but somehow you know the king called the Miller a liar? Well, yes. <laughs> Absurd. Anyway, the king may have been delighted, but he was also hankering for some more gold. He took Daphne by the hand and led her to a new room down the hall. This room was twice the size of the first room and was filled with twice the amount of straw. Now spin this room's straw into gold by tomorrow. If you truly care about your life, you'll do it again. But as soon as he stepped out and she could hear the click of the lock, 
Daphne burst into tears. Just my luck. The door to the room opened a crack, and there was the little man again. Hello, dearie. <laughs> what will you give me if I spin all this straw into gold for you? Daphne thought for a moment. Um, the ring on my finger? So the little man took the ring from Daphne's finger and made it disappear into an unseen pocket in his vest. He began to work while Daphne closed her eyes. When she awoke, the room was filled with golden thread. She's sleeping through everything. But the king isn't. As you'd probably expect, he took one look at that room and was over the moon. Again! I'm delighted! Great. Now, may I go home? No. No? Nope. No? But you said if I... Uh, but, but, but! I want more gold. You haven't spun enough. Follow me! So Daphne followed the king out of the second room, down the hallway. Oh, I can see where this is going. Oh, can you? Yes. They walked down the passageway to a larger room, didn't they? Oh, they went to a larger room down the hallway. By George, I knew it! I'm telling the story now. Way to go, Reg! Do you mean that? Not really, because narrating is my job. Oh, right-o. I'll stick with the hedgehog stuff. Thank you. So, the king led Daphne down the hall to the largest room she had seen in the palace thus far. It was filled floor to ceiling with... Straw! Again! My goodness, the king was greedy. But Reg, you just said you wanted a room full of gold-filled reels, too. It's the smallest room, mind you. I am just a little hedgehog, after all. Well, okay, fine, but now the king and Daphne were in the largest room full of straw. Daphne, here comes the final phase of your test. The final phase? Yes. Tonight, you will spin all this straw into gold. And when you're through, I will be the richest king in the land... And you will be my queen. What? Yes, Reg. The king told Daphne if she spun the straw into gold for the third time, she'd be his queen. Are you really surprised? Reg? Are you okay? I'm trying my best not to poke holes. Oh, Reg, just do it. How are they getting married? They don't even know each other, let alone love each other. They've spoken, what, three, maybe four times? All about spinning straw into gold. This is preposterous. Well, don't you think Daphne would want to be queen? And furthermore, say what now? Well, I can envision a mutually beneficial partnership between the two of them. Only if Daphne could spin the third room of straw into gold. But... She didn't know how, exactly. So as soon as the king left, the lock turned in the door with a click, and his footsteps disappeared down the hall. 
she burst into tears? Well, maybe you should tell the story now, Reg. Ugh. No, thank you very much. You are the narrator, so please go ahead and... narrate. Daphne burst into tears. Oh, what shall I do? Where is that little man when I need him? Who, me? <laughs> oh, you're back. Can you help me once more? What will you give me, dearie? Well, I already gave you my necklace and my ring. Yes, but for this job, I need my due payment. Well, I don't have anything else. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Uh, she could give a lock of her hair or her shoes. Uh, did she have a hat? It's got to be something of great value to you, dearie. When I'm queen, I'll have many things of value. But to you, are those important? Well, not really. Hmm. This is a lot of work. So I'll need something very important. Oh, I've got it. I will spin this room of straw for you. So you can become queen, if you promise to me, your firstborn child. I know you want to say something, Reg. I can see your quills trembling. Just say it. So instead of money, in this story, we use trinkets, baubles, and babies? Yep, that's how the story goes. Wow. I guess I truly am unable to predict the plot of this tale. This tall tale! Anyway, Daphne stared at the little man for a second longer than usual. Then she eyed her massive piles of straw. She needed the straw spun to gold, or else she'd be killed. Also, being queen was very appealing. Who knows what the future might bring, she thought. Daphne was too caught up in her haste. She leaned forward and whispered to the little man, Oh, help me, little man. You're my only hope. <laughs> and with a delighted squeal, the little man took his seat at the spinning wheel and began to spin. And when the morning came, the room was full of gold thread. When the king saw all of the gold, he was delighted. How'd you know, Reg? Had a hunch. Well, he was delighted. Everything was as he desired, so he whisked Daphne away, and Daphne became queen. Yeah, good times. Oh, you're still here, Miller. And a fact check. Just no more lying aloud. On with the story. A year passed, and Daphne, the queen, gave birth to a beautiful baby. She was so happy with her new life and as a new mother that the little man never even crossed her mind. But one day, just like before, he suddenly showed up. Daphne stood between the man and her baby's bassinet. No, you cannot have my child. 
Oh, but you promised. A deal's a deal, your majesty. I'll give you anything. I now have riches beyond compare. Do you want furs? Jewels? Anything you want. Just don't take my baby. Hmm, if it's of great importance to you, it is valuable to me. Furs and jewels don't matter. I'm taking your child. Ah, but remember, Daphne was beautiful and funny and also intelligent. Yes, Miller, she was very smart. She wiped her tears and tried a different angle with the little man. Um, how about a bargain? The little man never could turn down a deal. Hmm, fine. You have three days. If you can figure out my name before that time is up, you shall keep your child. <laughs> Daphne thought all night about every name she knew, and when the little man showed up to the nursery the next evening, she tried those. Hmm. Could it be Jeremy or Abraham, Peter or Tyrone? Not those. Ooh, what fun! Try our names. You want me to change the story again? Just try. <sighs> so, the queen tried. Could it be Jonathan or Reginald? Or Miller? Oh, come on. Oh, I dare say, this is funny. <laughs> nope, none of these is my name. And with that, the little man left. Aww. Queen Daphne had her people comb the streets of the village for all kinds of curious names. Could your name be Banjo, Short Ribs, Pomelo, or Spare Tire? No, 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 and certainly not. On the third day, Queen Daphne decided to take matters into her own hands. She walked all over town to find any clues to the little man's name. She was just about to give up when she noticed a small plume of smoke coming from the woods. When she approached, she saw the little man singing and dancing around a fire pit in front of a little cabin. Tonight, tonight, my plans I make. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the baby I take. The queen will never win the game. For Rumpelstiltskin is my name. Rumpelstiltskin? What an odd name. You said it. And that evening, when the little man came to Queen Daphne's nursery to collect her child, she tried guessing his name again. So, you're sure your name isn't Mordor? No. How about Maleficent? Nope. Baby Yoda? Wrong again, dearie. <laughs> now, give me your child. He lunged for the baby's bassinet. Wait, is it possible? Your name is... Rumpelstiltskin? The little man stopped mid-lunge. He turned beet red, began stamping his feet, and screaming. No, no, no! You tricked me! I just know you did! 
Rumpelstiltskin was so upset, he continued to shout and stamp his feet in protest. Oh, look what you've done. I'm melting. I'm melting. Oh, what a world. What a world. I'm melting. I'm melting. Nah, just kidding. Toodles. And with one big poof of smoke, he was gone. I like that story. Well, of course you do. It was your story. Ah, it was more Daphne's. And your lies? Excuse me, my tall tales. Let's wrap this up, shall we? And so Queen Daphne and her child lived happily ever after. Well, Reg, story's over. Got any more holes to poke? Just one. Yes? Was his name really... Rump? Well, Stillskin. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Uh, well, nothing left to be said, but... The end. The end? Oh, you said end? That's like rump! <laughs> this has been a John in Character production. Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Studio Circle Recordings. For more information about this episode, go to johnincharacter.com. Oh, and if our storytelling brings you some joy, and a few laughs, we'd be so grateful if you'd help us live happily ever after by writing a review. It's one of the best ways for others to find our geeky tales. But before you go, please hit the subscribe button so future episodes will automatically show up in your podcast library. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time.